<laughs> We're good? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Texan Overtime Podcast. I'm your host, Donovan Smoot, and today I'm joined by my football co-writer, Daniela Perez, and Alex Rosigno, who is the associate managing editor here at the Texan and also at the Dallas Morning News, something that he wanted me to explicitly say to you guys. All right, look, all right, I was told that I had to add that in so that y'all didn't think that I was just some random scrub on the side of the road. I want Donovan to read my resume next, please. All right, what's, what else you got, it's Danielle? Okay. Let's, let's go around um, my resume. I was the Texas baseball beat writer last Bam. semester. Donnie, we're all doing big things. I did, um, I did women's <laughs> basketball uh, last last semester. So now, we're, you know, we're all doing big things covering Texas football for our respective outlets. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, SB two hundred six, Cabo Bob's talk, and Roshan Johnson's redshirt decision. But first, we're going to start with a recap of the bye week. And so, I just want to ask both of you guys. I'll start with you, Daniela. What did you do on your bye week? I went to Lexington, Virginia for my bye week. I was in the middle of nowhere, and I watched the OU game with my OU fan boyfriend. So that was terrible. What? Yeah, I was just trying to keep it to the end so, like, people wouldn't judge me. But An 11 a.m. kick, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, a blowout. I literally watched one drive, and that was it. Where is he from? His parents went to OU. Oh, I know it's really rough out there. How long have y'all been together? Five years. How has that happened? I know it's okay. hard out there. It's forbidden love makes it even better. Has he been to a Texas game? Um, yes, he went to. He's been to them when he was younger. Does and he wear a Texas gear? No. Oof. OU gear only. I was I offered him to That's sell my brutal. OU ticket, and he was like, "No, I want to sit with the OU fans." And I was like, "Wow, have fun paying a thousand dollars." Like, I'm out of here. He's lost. What about you, Donnie? What did you do? I slept. Oh, and, huge. And slept some more. You know who else and slept? Keandre Coburn. He did. He did. <laughs> did. And so I think I, I think I woke up about once, and I went right back to sleep. And, and I slept some more. I was I was so tired this this whole week and and doing all that. But Alex, what what did you do? I just wrote and watched college football all day. Rest in peace, Mac Brown. True Rest that. in peace, North Carolina. And that deci- the decision to go for two was a really good idea. I think so, too. The, the play call was beyond questionable. I'm not sure you want to run an option play against Clemson two yards out. So, anyway, I, I mean, that, that was really the worst part of the weekend. I mean, I, I had my hopes up for that. And then I didn't realize how sleep-deprived I was until I fell asleep at 9.30. Like, yeah. I got text from – I woke up to text from friends at, like, 10, like, you know, what are you up to? And I felt like I was, like, a 63-year-old. You're washed. Yeah, that's, I'm That's washed. what happens. Yeah. It's okay. We're all washed. We, we all get to that point – in our in our 20s where we feel like we're 50 and that's not really how it should go but it is you know who isn't washed who isn't washed state of california state of california is not washed and so great segue by the way Thank you. really I, good i really i really appreciate that it makes this job a lot easier Hell yeah. so on monday california uh governor gavin newsom he signed into a bill called sb 206 which allows college athletes to go ahead and profit off of their name, in, image, and likeness. It also makes it illegal for the NCAA to rule them ineligible if they choose to do so. So I just want to open this up to you guys. I, first off, real quick, I think that this is a huge deal. Um, I think the conversation around the college athletes being paid is one that happens a lot, and I think that this is a very um, important step. And so, Alex, I'll start with you. What are your initial thoughts on the bill? Oh, I think it's great. I mean, I'm a skeptic, so it's one thing is you know it won't go in 
too long until 2023, but also it's, you know, the NCAA is definitely not going to be cool with this. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see mm-hmm. how they respond. Because, um, I mean, as everybody knows, the NCAA, you know, is more powerful than just about anybody in college athletics. I mean, they are college athletics. Yep. And so um, I- I'm really excited to see how this unfolds. I mean, it goes without saying that college athletes, especially college football players, um, deserve to benefit from their own image, especially with how much money uh, they make their university, you know, especially at D1 programs like Texas. And so the tricky thing was, I, I, most for the most part, a lot of people were on the same page mm-hmm. on this topic in 2019. The tricky part from there is trying to figure out, okay, how do we make this fair mm-hmm. and how do we allow college football to be what it is and still allow these college athletes to get paid? And so, um, you know, it, it was cool to hear Tom Herman and Sam Ellinger, you know, have their takes on it. I didn't expect Texas football players to kind of come out and say anything quite yet just because everybody's watching them all the time and so their words you know are kind of listened to as the truth and so it was kind of cool to to hear what sam and tom had to say about that yeah and so um for those of you out there if you haven't heard uh, what sam ellinger said um here's what he said on tuesday at uh, at player availabilities yeah i think it's a it's a great start um i i still believe that that players should benefit off their likeness and things of that nature unfortunately i know the bill is not supposed to go into um, or see any progress until 2023, so I don't really dive into the details of what should happen or what states should do. Um, I do believe that, that it's, a, it's a step in the right direction. And so now, after hearing that, um, again, Daniela, what do you think about uh, Sam's comments in the bill at whole? So, I mean, Sam's always been really outspoken about um, how he feels about players being like wanting to get paid. I mean, he kind of said that he doesn't know if he should be get, getting paid for you know, his jersey or his the likeness of his image being used. But like, kind of what Alex is saying, I think it's really important. I think that – I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens um, within the Pac-12 with big programs like USC, UCLA, and you know how they're – it's going to benefit their players. But at the same time, I'm a little worried about the bill just because what does this mean, first of all, for female athletes whose likenesses aren't being used – and also, is this only going to apply to college football? I just think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this bill specifically. I think, I, I think this is. For, for, so first off, I think I really like the bill, right? And mm-hmm. I think that the bill and um, and everything that it's going to allow these athletes is really, really good. This is something that me personally, I think, should have happened a long time totally. ago, just because. Um, and not not even on the side of of players getting paid, which should happen, but just in terms of this is the route that it should have gone. Mm-hmm. I, schools have been paying players, you know, <laughs> uh, under under the under the rug for years now, and this is how it's supposed to go. And so for those players who aren't able to, to get the maximum dollar, even on, on the black market, mm-hmm. the kids who break out and, and end up becoming a star, their ability to make to make money off of their likeness that's that's huge and this and this way and i don't even understand um well that's not true i understand why the ncaa is mad because because right because it calls into question this idea of amateurism and this whole thing that they've kind of built this foundation of what college athletics are and it's not about it's not about the money it's about the team and the university and the organization and Mm -hmm. everything that everything else aside, aside from from the money but in this way the school doesn't even have to be involved right if this is this is just saying, hey, if a local car company wants to come to Sam Ellinger and say, hey, do you want to do a, a commercial? Sam can say, yes, I want to. Totally. And it's and it's it's something that's viable. 
it's something to where on the on the top end, the top players will be able to add money into their pockets. Totally. And, and college kids being broke isn't new. Um, I'm not going to say that this bill is going to be the end all be all and going to be the thing that fixes everything. But for me and the things that, that I think um, college athletes deserve, this is a very good step. And it's a very big step in the right direction. Yeah, totally. you made a couple of good points. I mean, obviously the NCAA isn't happy about this, but I th- a lot of it's just come with people realizing that they're taking advantage and exploiting kids yeah, and making millions and millions of dollars off of them. Um, and to your point, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the, the coolest part about this, um, you know, to your point is that the university doesn't really have to be hands on with this. This can totally. be directly from a company or a business straight to an athlete and all. I mean, the athlete, I mean, taxes are a thing, yeah. but like that's not nearly as big of a problem as the NCAA not paying their, their uh, student athletes. I'm like looking forward to seeing the commercials with like college players in them. I think that would be super cool. Yeah, and it's, it's something they great. can benefit from. What like would we're talking about? What would Sam Ellinger endorse? A car company, hands down. I think Lincoln. Like, what if he did something no, with no, Matthew? No, no, it's gonna. It's not gonna no. be. Well, actually, <laughs> Lincoln. Actually, that might work. Like a local dealership. It might. I can see Sam on a on a local dealership. I don't know if Sam is is Lincoln big oh, time no, yet. Oh no, not Lincoln. Right, but <laughs> it would be it would be fun to see. Um, I think Sam's Sam's comments the other day were were very good, and to to his credit, and we talked about this. Shout out to Sam because he played the line very well, and yeah. Sam understood. Um, he was able to get off what he wanted to say and not and not you know come out and start a firestorm with with his words. Oh yeah, I mean he didn't like yeah. you know put a torch to the NCAA. Yeah, uh, he did ride that fine line where he said, you know, what everybody's saying is that college athletes do need to get paid. But then, you know, he also kind of played a little bit of devil's advocate as far as, you know, not being as far uh, leaning as, you know, some people are. On this yeah. yeah. And I appreciate that he like doubled down on that because in March he even tweeted out something like college kids, college players should be paid. And the fact that he didn't go back on his word and just even doubled down on it more with what he said on yesterday i feel like that's really cool yeah. or i guess on tuesday that was the only cool thing said at the availability really that wasn't there yeah. on a much lighter note uh cabo bobs and chipotle were brought up multiple times and i mean the reason we're talking about this is because daniela is a huge cabo advocate and huge i'm getting it tonight honestly i don't really understand it. okay so for so here here's what happened right so Derek kirk's letter uh it was his birthday this past weekend and mm-hmm. so his favorite restaurant in in the world, his favorite restaurant is Chipotle. No exaggeration. He said in Austin, the best restaurant is Chipotle. Exactly. And it doesn't make sense. Wait, say it again. Chipotle. What? It's, it's right, anyway, we'll get past that. It's We're passive. But so with Kirkstetter's comments came a debate among the, among the media and everybody had to get their opinion. Now, Daniela here, she says that Cabo Bob's is the best burrito place and... And the reason why it's the best burrito place is because of its smoked brisket, to which... What a horrible take. Wait, I didn't say it was the best brisket in Austin. I just said they had really good brisket that slapped Chipotle. That's all I'm saying. She still says it. It, Sorry, at this point. And so her statement on brisket uh, caused uh, one of our our friends, Danny Davis, to, to tell her that he would never, ever eat brisket from a burrito place, <laughs> which is fair. It's fair, especially when you're in a Texas city that provides yeah. great barbecue. I think that's kind of asinine. That's fine. But it's, it's just, I mean, it's, beyond it's disrespect. Yeah, but 
Daniela, we're going to give you the floor right now. And I want you to, to explain your Cabo Bob's fandom. Okay. Well, to the point of Danny, he got slapped on Twitter for saying that Chipotle was better than Cabo. And <laughs> everyone saw it. Y'all can look it up if you look up his Twitter. I think it's AAS Danny. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout anyway. Shout out to Danny for following back. Yeah. He only follows 100 people and he follows all three of us in this room. So shout out to him if he's listening. But let me explain. Cabo Bob's, first of all, makes their own tortillas. They put them on that like giant hot plate and you can watch them inflate. That is entertainment. That is the best oh, thing I've ever seen. And it is so good. So fresh. <laughs> then the Baja beans. The Baja beans. I can't like how can you even think black and pinto beans at Chipotle are better than these Baja beans. Third, the brisket. I'm not saying it's the best brisket in oh Austin or in gosh. Texas, but it is a very great meat choice. And the meat choice at Chipotle, let me say, the steak literally is muscle. You can't chew on that. That's all I'm saying. Here's the thing. Kerstetter gets a pass. Because he does. Actually, no. Rewind. You get a pass. Kerstetter does not get a pass. Kerstetter grew up in San Antonio, Texas. Okay. I, I grew up, I know, can I say damn? I know damn well Kerstetter has had good brisket in San Antonio. There's good Tex-Mex. There's good barbecue. There's no excuse for Kerstetter to be saying Chipotle is the best in Austin. As for Daniela, where'd you grow up? Florida. Where? Boca Raton. Is there good barbecue there? Nope. Okay, I get it. You know what? It's fine. If you want to go to a chain to get brisket, it's fine. I don't go there to get brisket. I just put it in my burrito. I have had good brisket from Salt Lick. Yes, I know there's better barbecue in Austin, but in terms of my meat choice at Cabo Bob's, yes, it is brisket because it is their best meat choice and the best one in the chains. Best meat? What about Taco Cabana? I've actually never been. Oof. Okay, listen, um, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. Um, I'm, I'm, done, I'm done with this blasphemous, uh, with, this, with this talk. It's, it's wild. So what we're going to do is we're going to move on and we're going to talk about fan favorite Roshan Johnson. Mm. Um, I... Listen, I've said it before, Roshan has turned into one of my favorite players. And so um, over the bye week, he had the opportunity to um, to shut himself down for the season, redshirt, and then uh, continue on and, and maintain another year of, uh, of, of being uh, eligible. Um, but he decided to forego his redshirt uh, process for this season. And so just for context, uh, here's how Roshan's conversation went with with head coach Tom Herman. We hadn't had one um, prior to the first game, or since the first game. Uh, and then we had one yesterday, and I said, hey, hey kid, this is, this is your decision. This is your career. Um, you know, but we're, we're at that point where um, you know, we, we've got to make a decision. And, and he said, am, am I still going to be able to help the team? I said, absolutely. And he said, then we'll worry about all that stuff after the season. So we're, we're planning on, on playing him for the rest of the season. After after hearing that, what are what are y'all's thoughts on on Roshan uh, Daniela? I'll go with with you first. I love the conversation that he had with um, Herman. I'm really glad he shared it with us. I mean, it just shows what type of player he is. And you know, coming off he coming in, I mean, he was a quarterback, and now he's playing what second string running back now. Yeah. I mean, he. It just proves, first of all, his athleticism, and second of all, like his commitment to the team. And I really respect that for a young player like him. Yeah, we've talked to to some of the beat writers, and they've always told us, you know, a lot of the statesman guys have said, you know, you're not allowed to root for a team, but there are players that you know come up and emerge, and you just can't help but you know wish all the best for them. And this is one of those guys. And I mean, fan favorite seems kind of extreme, but I mean, it's it's really not at this point. 
And so, um, you know, I asked him because we only got to talk to Herman on Thursday, I believe. And so that was after the four game mark. And that was really the only time we got to ask. So when I asked him, I, I really just needed a quick like, yes or no, we're going to get to see return for the rest of the year. Yeah. And he gave us that, um, which was great. And it's I mean, it really says a lot about, you know, a true freshman, which it makes all of this even a little more crazier. Um, but this it, this all dates back really to whenever he asked the coaches to move the running back once, you know, half of the running back room went down with injuries. And so you see um, Daniel Young go down, you see Kirk Johnson go down, you see Jordan mm-hmm. Whittington go down, and now he just jumps up from the third-string quarterback to the backup running back. And he's making an impact. Um, and I remember Zach Shackelford, you know, told us that he stood in front of the team during uh, after he got his red stripe removed from his helmet and pretty much, you know, gave an emotional speech saying, you know, I'll do anything for this team. And at, at the time, I kind of just thought, like, okay, this is just a typical, you know, player speech. Um, and then once he texted Herman asking him to move, that's when I thought, like, okay, this could be something. And so it's been it's been really interesting to see this last month. I, I don't think I've ever seen a true freshman go through this type of month, mm-hmm. um, at least at the college level. Yeah, and so. And plus, just the the fact that that one Daniel Young is he's healthy right now, right? He's yeah. a, he's able to play. Um, he's been he's been active for the last for the last two weeks. Um, he's been active since the since the Rice game. So really, mm-hmm. so for two games and the bye week and coming in into West Virginia. So it's been about a it's been about a month, right? Since Daniel's been healthy, and Roshan is still the number two running back yep. on this team, and so that tells you. Everything that you need to know about this kid's, uh, about his work ethic, about how talented he is up front, and just about everything that he is able to to provide and and how much he already has provided to this team. Um, so be- before we end this off, I know we haven't talked a lot about um, West Virginia in the upcoming game on on Saturday. Honestly, there's not really that much to to talk about. Um, I I do want to get a score prediction from each of you and and a and. Who wins and who loses? So, Daniela, who wins, who loses? 42-31, Texas. Okay. Oh, what do you got, Danny? Um, No, I'll go you first. All right. I got – I've been fairly close over the last month or so. Um, give me – disclaimer, I haven't done as much research. No excuses. You're right. Um, give me Texas 38, West Virginia 28. I will take – I will take Texas 32 – um, West Virginia 21. Loving it. All right, that's all we have this week on Texan Overtime. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to follow Texan Sports on Twitter and read everybody's story, including me, Daniela, Alex, and the rest of the sports crew at dailytexanonline.com. You know what next week is? What? Oh, you week. Huge week. Huge week. We will we will be back and we will have something very special for all of you guys. Thank you for listening.